Welcome back to the Trifecta Soft Podcast. I'm your host, E-Rock. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, so you never miss another podcast. Also, do me a favor. Go on to whatever podcast app you listen to us on and give us a rating and review. That really helps us rank in the searches. Thank you so much. Let's get into the podcast. Oh, you're fine. The uh, the one I just did a couple days ago with a lady in uh, the UK, she um, Discord for some reason, she had a good connection, but it, it wouldn't work. Like it wouldn't connect. The uh, video would come up and then it would lag really bad. So she was like, well, I use Skype for my work. Uh, can you use that? So we ended up using Skype. That was the first time I actually used it. Uh, on Skype's the podcast, for sure. it's great, and it has this little. Listen, you'll see it tomorrow if you if you watch it. But it, when it comes out uh, tomorrow morning, I was uh, I left it in the video because it just shows how silly I was. Uh, I'm like, oh, there's like emoji buttons on here for Skype. Like, so I went and clicked on one. I just wanted to see what it would do. <laughs> so it sends all these hearts all over the screen and uh i was like oh whoops i said man i'm like a little kid i'll just click on whatever buttons are around you know yeah so, i love that about skype you can just kind of start clicking things and stuff like that and sending it through which is really fun now have you used uh or have you ever recorded with skype because it has a, it had a record ever. button on it like built into it I never tried it, but I, I wouldn't mind trying it out. I've never recorded on Skype. I used to use it way back. Oh god, it's been quite a few years since I've actually used Skype to do anything because Discord kind of replaced Skype quickly, and right. then Zoom showed up right in front of the pandemic, and I used a lot of Zoom for just calls and stuff like that. Gotcha. I've not used Zoom yet. I think I have it downloaded, but I've never used it. And uh, but I've seen a lot of videos. Yeah, Zoom is uh, actually pretty fantastic um when it comes to stuff just like for um uh, calls with businesses and stuff like that and companies because you can have so many people in there at a time it uh, works out fantastic i know uh discord i think you can have up to 20 people in here i know we've had like six in here Unless on the video i guess you need nitro for that because i think of the max of it had a six people at least for oh, just okay. a normal discord call if you, i guess if you have nitro you can add more people or business maybe that's what it is i have yeah we always have nitro on our discord like somebody in our discord will some random person will always just do the nitro thing for a month or two months or whatever i just put it on there for uh, i got a free three month thing for some achievement I got for on my Xbox. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So actually, um, if you had uh, also if you have like Game Pass for Xbox, you can that's get it what for I free have. as well. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, that's must that that was what it was. Was yeah, it wasn't an achievement. It was uh, Game Pass. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, free Nitro for Discord. Sure. I think they're trying to push it more and more because the platform is free, and I have no problem paying for Nitro. And the platform is free, and they don't put ads everywhere as well, which is one of the nice things right. about Discord itself. Yeah, and Discord is uh, is really open. Like, um, you know, you have you can create all these different channels in your server. You can yeah. create, uh, you know, audio channels, uh, video channels. You can set permissions. Like, there's a lot of it, it's it's a pretty powerful tool uh, to use. I never knew shit about it when we started our channel, and yeah. uh, I had um, I started the Discord. I looked up how to start a Discord, like you know. 
Hey, that's the best way to do it. (laughs) I started it. And then uh, once we started getting a handful of people in there, some of these younger guys were uh, way more tech savvy than me. And they said, uh, oh, yeah, I run a couple of, you know, other Discord channels or whatever or servers. Uh, I wouldn't mind, you know, because I asked for help. I was like, bro, I don't know what the hell I'm doing on here. So the one guy was like, yeah, man, I'll do it. He was like 17 at the time. And uh, yep. so he uh, he went in here and set up all of our stuff. And then I would ask him like, hey, could you do, as issues would come up, uh, could you put a bot in there for like, you know, people that do the spam thing or whatever, you know, like not just the bot spam stuff, but like if somebody comes in there and just, Sometimes we'll get younger kids in there, you know, I think oh, yeah. they're maybe like yeah. 10 or 11 and they just, Ugh. they repeat the same word constantly just to get their name noticed. I, I don't know what, I don't know why, but it just fills up the general kids. chat, like a <laughs> hundred things. It. I'm like, bro, can you fix that? He's like, yep. So he created, he did all this shit. So, uh, the way it's set up now, uh, his discord name was uh crash test. He did all that work for me. It was awesome. I sent him a bunch of swag, and I think I sent him a free pistol, uh, airsoft pistol. And uh, probably really appreciate it because I've I've done yeah. Discord bots. I've made bots and stuff like that. I have a little bit of coding background, so I've, I've put bots and stuff like that. It takes a lot of work to get things like functioning and moving cr- correctly overall. Like just to make sure like one thing's wrong. You're like, oh, the bot's broken. How'd that happen? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, he set it up really well, and it's been. Um, it's been it's been good like for the last he hasn't had to do anything for a long time on it so oh, he actually fantastic. sent me a message when it works <laughs> he sent me a message like a year and a half ago I was like hey i'm i'm getting ready to go to college uh i won't have time to run the server so um you know there was a couple other guys that were constant you know really good in the you know chat and stuff and they uh they knew some uh, you know more than I did about the Discord. So he kind of passed off uh, permissions and stuff to these guys. So I have like three moderators now that can go in there and zap somebody if they start, you know, fucking around. <laughs> yeah, they know so, what to do. Right. The Discord. Yeah. The great thing about Airsoft is like the range of people you can run into with Airsoft is like there's like 13, 14 year olds to like 50, 60 year olds yeah. in Airsoft. Like you, there's no. Most hobbies kind of have a set age range and gap, right. and you run into people. But airsoft is like expansive. Like you find people from both ages. Like my group, I usually hang out with. I think I think the youngest guy is seventeen, sixteen mm-hmm. years old, and the oldest guy is like forty three. And it works out great. We all mesh really well, and we all play really well together. And when we're out there playing like Milsim West or AMS or even line call events, it's just fantastic. Airsoft is very diverse with age and background because. Uh, there's nerds, there's tech people, there's, uh, cosplay, there's veteran, you know, army military veterans. There's, uh, you know, like athletes from like, you know, that played college sports that all like congregate together. They're all get along. Like people that normally wouldn't get along in high school, once they get an airsoft, Hey, <laughs> we're comrades, you know, that's yeah, it. Definitely. It definitely works out. It was one of the things, like, I was right out of the military about 2019, and I was kind of lost. It was kind of a weird feeling getting out after, like, almost eight years of service. It was one kind of thing. I jumped in when I was like, what am I doing with my life? I'm going to join the military. <laughs> my parents like, 
you? And I'm like, yeah, bye. I left three months after I made that decision. Active duty, just like full, both feet in. Never did anything, never did any research. I'm like, I'm going to do this. I need to yeah. do something for myself. And it was the best decision I could have ever made for myself. It set me up really well for the rest of my life. Yeah. I have a really well-paying job based on my military experience. And then I kind of found Airsoft a little bit near 2019 in Germany. I actually went to Czech Republic and played uh, one of the open games. And I'm like, yeah, I like this. I like this a lot. I got home. Oh, I played wild. one of my open fields. And I jumped into Milson West after like three or four games. And I'm like, yep. I'm doing this. I'm going full bore. I've spent over $25,000 in just airsoft equipment, gun oh gear with my God. husband. Yeah, we've added it up. It it got out of hand a little bit, but that's over like three years. That's it's crazy. no big deal. It's no big deal, what? really. What? I, I haven't spent that much in three years on airsoft, and I, I have a YouTube channel and <laughs> like – well, then again, I don't play as much as these guys, so uh, I just mostly run the channel stuff, so – it, it ran into a collection thing. My husband really likes uh, one of a kind guns. He's like, well, we need we need different platforms because we're, as I learned, I'm like, no, I just need an M4 and an AK. And I, re- I realized that having different platforms kind of gives you that different expertise. You can kind of play mm. with a different gun. Last month, I went to Insurgency, actually last weekend. I went to Insurgency Melson West game and I brought my MP7 with me. And I'm like, okay, this is actually quite fun. I see the difference kind of thing. A quick little small gun for a quick Insurgency, jump in, jump out, hit someone, run away. Like, it wasn't me. I wasn't the one shooting. <laughs> Do you have any proof? A small little gun, you know, a small little package. You can kind of jump around with what you need to do with it. It did end up failing on me halfway through, which is a bummer. But we ended up getting it fixed. <sighs> okay. Well, that's good. Well, listen, uh, welcome to the podcast, first off. <laughs> um, and I, uh, I found your Instagram. And then with however we all find each other on there, right? Stalking usually is what I do. <laughs> I, stalk, I stalk the other exactly. most of the time. Oh, listen, I was, uh, I was doing a podcast with the guy that owns a uh, full auto airsoft, a store up in, um, an airsoft store up in, uh, New Jersey. And, uh, and so as we started the podcast, I said, Hey, listen, what, um, so how did you go from working at electronics expo to airsoft? And he goes, well, that's not creepy at all. <laughs> and I said, well, I like to do some research on people I talk with, you know, a little bit. I mean, I want to know, I don't want to sit here and like ask you every single question, you know, like I want to know something. So, uh, I had seen his, uh, LinkedIn and he, so he, we were laughing about it, but yeah, it's, and I said later, uh, I guess it would be stalking if I wasn't kind of doing research on who I'm going to talk to. <laughs> yeah. So, it's kind of nice yeah. to have some background. We're like, all right. And so like, um, who are you? Right. Why am I talking to you again? I don't even know who you are. For real. It's a, uh, yeah. Anyway. But, uh, so I, I'm, well, speaking of that, I did look up, uh, well, I saw your YouTube channel. When I first found your Instagram, I found your uh, YouTube channel. And then, um, so I watched some videos on there. And uh, saw you played a lot of airsoft for sure. And I have then... a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I have no chill when it comes to airsoft. I plan, <laughs> I plan huge events like Milson West, AMS, Line yeah. Call, almost every two months if I can get away with it. Usually, I have a really unfortunate job where I can travel and work, and I'm like, um, anyone have any events going on? Can can I come? Okay, yeah, I'll yeah. be there. That's cool. That is good. That's cool. That you like those. Uh, you know, the Milston West ones, I have not, these guys haven't been to one 
Um, I don't have any experience with them, but except for talking with people that have been there, you know, and, uh, they sound badass, like full immersion, 40 hour or whatever, you know, continuous kind of, kind of, you know, more of the Milsim experience than it has a different feel when my first my first milsim game like was i was still on terminal leave and i'm like all right these guys want military i'm like great i'm sure to the military e5 i I am a pogue though but i still kind of had some military background like the joke is that everyone's an infantryman i'm like if i'm shooting something seriously wrong at the point in time (laughs) on the front line right but i still have the tactical training and somewhat basic knowledge of like hey you probably shouldn't approach the enemy the same way you just did you know so i kind of applied some of that kind of feel to it and then and I just kind of rolled with how I wanted. Milsim West isn't that exactly way. People want the light military simulation, but they don't want the full-on military simulations what I learned. So you had to find a balance between fun and military sim for Airsoft, at least for Milsim West is what I learned quickly, and I found a good balance right. for it. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by Skirmish, the future of Airsoft gameplay management. Are you ready to take Airsoft to the next level? Skirmish's innovative gameplay solution keeps players and spectators engaged with real-time updates. Capture objectives, detonate targets, medic, and more at Skirmish-enabled fields. Skirmish tracks every action so you don't have to. Review past games, action by action, and follow your progress in national rankings. Phones are not required. If you want to find out more, head to skirmish.net. And check out episode 157 of this podcast where I talk with the owner of Skirmish about how it started and how it works. Stay connected, my friends. Yeah, for sure. Uh, some of the people I've talked to, there's this group that some some people really, you know, once they get in Airsoft, they love that, you know, the hardcore, like, balls to the wall, gung-ho, uh, the, that kind of full immer, you know, uh, real, I guess the real sim kind of, you know, experience. And, uh, and then they're like, there's not that many people that, that like that, you know, because most people go, uh, like a three day mill sim and they'll go like, Oh, they're going for the camping experience. You know, it's like a it's a weekend yeah. getaway, right? It's a weekend, it's a weekend getaway with a little bit of airsoft here. Yeah. Know? It's a weekend yeah. getaway with your friends and a bit of airsoft thrown in the middle of it. Nothing's right. more exhilarating than three AM hearing blank fire while you're like all <laughs> snuggled in your sleeping bag, you're like what? what's going on? Like do I need to react? Okay. And you hear people screaming around you and your adrenaline's rush and your blood rushing like, All right, quick, I gotta get gotta get my gear on, gotta grab my gun, like, all right, which way are they coming from? And I think it was one of the last Milsim West events in Washington is we are, we are laying out in the field. It's dark. It's like 3.30 a.m. We're waiting for NATO to approach our area, and there's different groups. And out of nowhere, we just see light, like lights flash up, and we hear, push forward, push forward, shoot anything that moves. And it just – I don't know what it is. It's exhilaration. It's the rush oh, that yeah. you feel when, like, you see just lines of light coming towards you. And the rest of – I have a small group of guys with me. I'm like, there's 10 guys. I'm like – we need to go. We need to go now. There's no yeah. way we can take on how many NATO guys are coming towards us. And I was playing militia at the time, so we picked up and we were just running for our lives in the dark. <laughs> it's like it was like I felt like a kid in a candy store. I was just so excited. The exhilaration, I think, is what I'm addicted to when it comes to Milsim West. Right. Ah, I just love it. That's I do I like local games too, though. I like pickup games and games yeah. are not as intense, but Milsim West just, it just gets those synapses in the brains firing. Right. 
yeah, you get that adrenaline rush, man. It's like your senses are heightened. It feels great, you know, when you get, you know, that kind of experience. That's one of the great things about Milsim West. And it's not for everyone at all. I would never say anyone doesn't like Milsim or like does play, doesn't play Milsim light games if they haven't done Milsim West. It's yeah. not for everyone. EMS does great Milsim light games or even Milsim games are not 40 hours, but they're still pretty intense and they have a lot of objective based gameplay as well as you can have a free flow gameplay where you can just kind of go out to area and hold it and still have a lot of fun. So Milsim West arguably the more harder side for a milsim game definitely yeah. it's not for everyone and i wouldn't suggest someone being like oh i want to play milsim like well milsim west might not be for you but i definitely should definitely should try it if you're interested but we do have a lot of people drop out within the first few hours of the game we had people drop friday saturday morning and there's nothing wrong with that they realize it's not for them it's best to quit then versus make yourself miserable for the whole weekend right well, that's uh, that's one of the things I noticed. Uh, I just went to my first milsim uh, last, not this past weekend, but the one before, and uh, the three day milsim, and I went there with a press pass. You know, so uh, I don't know if you know the history of our of our channel. I haven't played airsoft. Um, I started an airsoft podcast, and I haven't played. <laughs> So, <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> so just, just give you a heads up in case you haven't you know in case you haven't seen some of our previous stuff but uh so my two of my sons and their best friends uh started playing airsoft three years ago uh i was paralyzed with uh Guillain-Barre syndrome <clears throat> for a couple years and uh so i was looking for things to do i started like three other two or three other youtube channels before we started the airsoft channel uh they started getting into this stuff and I was like, what are you guys doing? You know, cause I'm stuck in the house. I'm like, bro, I'm going nuts. Um, so when I was able to, you know, get down here and work in the office and stuff, I, uh, I was constantly looking for stuff to do. Plus I was on steroids. So sleeping two hours a day, I was hyper, uh, frustrated. And, uh, so anyway, I'm like, what do you got? Oh, here, let me film it. Let me, let me do this. Let me do that. You know? So, um, so I filmed all their, their guns and that kind of thing. That's how the channel started. So, uh, I'm still not even 50%, uh, my strength or whatever. So my legs, whatever. But anyway, uh, so I went to this past, uh, Milsim and, uh, walked very slow, uh, went and filmed as much as I could and pictures and stuff. But that was my first three day event. And what I noticed was, uh, that's when I really noticed, uh, that most people that go to these, uh, it was, they go there for that, you know, the hangout experience, the, you know, three day getaway uh, or two day, whatever, you know, some people actually came in on su uh, Saturday morning and, um, and left Saturday night. So they played, that was the bulk of the Milsim. They had three phases, phase one and two, uh, was the bulk of the day. And then, they had a break and then they had a, a four hour session at night when they had a night game from like eight until midnight. And then Sunday they played as well. Well, it was, uh, people started leaving Saturday night and I'm like, what are they, are they coming back? And, and my sons were like, no, cause they've been in like 10 Nilsims. <clears throat> they're like, no, this is like normal. They're, you know, a lot of people would just yep. come for, you know, and, and the thing was like so, a lot of people, uh, when I came back to the, our tent, uh, to get some, well, actually I went back there to get a beer, but 
<clears throat> I uh, I said I was going back to get a GoPro uh, battery, but um, <laughs> so I, I go back have, there. I like five batteries on me when I'm on the field. Oh yeah, I yeah. I, I had places in my plate carrier for uh, for batteries, but um, so I I walk back there and uh, and all there's like I don't know. 30, 40 people, like in different spots, just kick back. Like they got all their gear off. And this is while the, you know, the phase two is going on. So, uh, <clears throat> middle of the afternoon and they're just like kicking back, drinking a beer, smoking a scar, whatever. And, uh, I'm like, Oh, okay. So they're just here to, to just hang with their friends and, you know, the social part and get a little bit airsoft, you know? Yeah. So I guess, uh, you know, when I was looking at the ticket prices, I was like, if you're able to, like, physically capable, why wouldn't you want to be out there the whole time? I don't know. But um, yeah. but anyway, so I do see the whole kind of, you know, it was a really fun experience. It was a great time. And uh, but I did see that that the difference with these hardcore group, because I saw some guys that, you know, in the teams or whatever that were just like running and gunning constantly you know going back in going back in and then uh and then i saw the other end where the guys were just you know they play a little bit and then they go back and kick back in their tent and you know whatever but yeah. uh yeah never really understood cool. the ticket price to to especially if we travel like if we go we've gone to south carolina we've gone to east coast west coast arizona like okay. for me when i'm there i'm, I'm there you, to did play. you come to gti no, I haven't got a GTI. Oh. That is my okay. next goal. Hopefully, I hit. I can even get it next year. I've been mainly doing most and West uh, AMS, and I've done some line call games and stuff like that. Mm. Is they don't always post their schedules out far enough for me to plan a lot gotcha. of times, which kind of sucks. So I kind of have to wait to see when Milsim West is, because that's usually my higher priority of an event I want to go to is just Milsim okay. West. So the, the, it overshadows a lot of other events, unfortunately, when it runs down to it's like, yeah, most people. I don't under. I never understood the people who pay like a hundred. Unless if they're local, I get it. But I think right. a lot of people who travel out there, like Guardian Center, or even I went to Balahack um, for oh, their yeah. Revelations game, which was fantastic. I loved it. It was a different type of airsoft. I want to go there. Yeah, I want to go to that. I would definitely suggest it. It's such a fun event. It's a very slower paced event, very LARP. It's one of those things you have to throw yourself into. If you're kind of hesitant, you're like, I don't really know. No, get into it. Get the LARPy. Make a character. Get your costume gone on and play. I right. love those styles of Milsim games as well. Like, not only Milsim. I guess it's more of a LARP airsoft event. Sure. I never understood people coming to games and then paying the price and not actually playing for the full event. Like, I am there from start to finish. When the time clicks on, I am on that field unless I have to go <laughs> off the field to grab whatever I need to get. I am there to get the maximum experience unless something happens, like a gun breaks or I need ammo or water or food or, like, a quick snack. But right. Milsim West, I usually have all that stuff on me. I'll have, like, cliff bars and, like, other snacks so when I'm on the run, I could just grab it and go kind of right. thing. But, yeah, I mean, it's up to everyone who owns their own a ticket and what they want to do with it sure but you're paying 150 bucks in the parking lot and drink beers you could probably do that on a pickup game with your friends really right yeah i mean you know i guess uh you know well that's the thing too is that's what i've noticed is you know what we were talking about earlier where these all these different backgrounds of people that uh you know come together for airsoft you know some people are there to really get into it and play all the time and some people are there to play a little bit but really just to hang out with the group and show off gear you know, like, hey, I oh, got yeah. all the gear too. You know, I played for two hours. Fashion, so. You know, 
I played for two hours out of a three-day game, but, uh, you know, I still got all the gear and, you know, and they know about their shit, you know, like they know how to use it. They know how, all that stuff, but they're just not, uh, you know, I mean, it's, they still have fun either way. Yeah, which is like cool. Ninety percent gear, like you know, you gotta look. You it gotta really buy is. nice uniforms. I've, I've definitely, <laughs> I definitely own some cry stuff myself. Yeah, like cry. What is it? It's a pay once, cry once, or buy once. I forget the yeah, thing of it. Right. It's like buy once, cry once kind of thing. And I've, I've definitely, yep. the more expensive gear you go towards, the more quality you're gonna get. But you don't need to buy expensive stuff to even have fun. Like you can go to the surplus stores and buy a lot of the stuff. Absolutely. A lot of my old military gear became reusable for airsoft and stuff like that which was fantastic i'm like hey this works out i can use this stuff but i definitely replaced it with like some lvx stuff and cried precision just because being a female is a little bit harder to find gear that actually fits nicer that's, that's what, what i run to is like yeah it's it is a difficult time but luckily my husband can buy his uniform first and i'll use his to try to figure out my own size i'm like all right i need to go to size down from what you have yeah. to make it fit somewhat kind of better and in the end i i destroy gear i'm rough on it i am sliding diving crawling i don't care if stuff gets muddy or damaged or dirty i'll clean it off it's i'm there right. to use it and I'm there to play with it absolutely yeah the uh well you know a lot of the military well, you're, you know, you're a veteran. So those, uh, camis they issued. Now I went in, I was in the Marine Corps in 89 from 89 to 93. So, uh, the stuff they gave us <clears throat> is probably way different than what you got, you know, oh, yeah. uh, in the past, a <laughs> uh, few years. Um, but it was really durable, you know, it definitely was durable. Then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Quality hasn't got any, I think, any worse or better, but it is still lowest bidder, as always. I love when people are like, it's mil spec, and I'm like, you mean the lowest bidder? Right? Because that's <laughs> exactly. usually what mil spec is. It's oh, the lowest... they, don't, they don't know. They don't know. They, they don't know. It's, it's the uh, lowest bidder when it comes to mil spec items a lot of times, yeah. because the military doesn't want to spend money. But it's still quality gear, though, a lot of times that I've run into. But I've, I've learned I like the knee pads, the pants, at least with the knee pads in the pants, for sure, because that's fantastic. Okay. Yeah, see, we didn't have any of that stuff. We didn't have, when I was in, we didn't have, uh, we didn't have knee pads. We didn't have optics on our guns. We, we had the uh, M16A2s. We didn't have, uh, you know, goggles. We didn't have the ear thing. We didn't have any of nothing. Like we had the old style helmet. We had uh, <laughs> the A2, and with iron sights and just basic camis um no knee pads no you know we didn't, None we didn't of the do, fancy uh, stuff. no in fact uh i was talking with uh one of the guys uh radar he is a uh, part of a team called moon goons and uh up in new york and uh moon goon operation is their uh instagram whatever and that's their team and they're a middle sim team <clears throat> and he was in the marine corps but from he went in, I think in 2015. So okay, um, so a few years and, after I went to the army. Yeah, and a lot longer <laughs> uh, <laughs> after I went in for sure. And so he's like, "Well, you know about the mount sights?" And I'm like, "What? What is it called?" He's like, "Mount mount sight." And I'm like, "I dude, I don't even know what you're saying." Okay, and uh, <laughs> so he goes, "You didn't train on these mount?" No. We were still learning uh, jungle warfare from Vietnam when I went in. So we didn't get any CQB uh. at all. Like there was no, we trained in the woods all the time. 
but um, anyway, so there's a huge disconnect with, you know, when I'm talking with people, you know, about uniforms or uh, optics. In fact, my uh, my kids when they got into it, they, uh, they were like, after their first event, they were like, Oh, we need comms. I'm like, you know, like, okay. So they bought bail fangs and they're like, Hey, you know, they brought them to me. Cause I was, you know, I'm editing all this stuff. I'm running the channel, filming all this stuff, editing. Well, they, uh, they're like, do you know how to set these up? No. Like, I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm looking at, bro. They're like, well, you were in the military. Like, bro, that doesn't mean I'm a fucking, like, I'm, I don't know. I, I used a prick 77. Go look that up. That was like this giant green box. And there was one radio man in our platoon, you know, like, <laughs> I love that. Everyone's like, Hey, do you know about this weapon? And I'm like, I was an infantry. I know the guns go bang, bang. Isn't I can feel wild? M4. That's usually about, it. I can feel strip it. I can clean it. I can put it back together and run the, the drills. They're like, Oh, you know, about this? I'm like, no, I oh. don't. I don't know anything about that. I I, I've met so many people. That, they're like, I'm Oh, like, you, you were in the Marines. Aren't you? Can't you lift this? Can't you push a car? Can't you just roll this over here? I'm like, that doesn't make you a fucking superhero. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's uh, always funny the reactions you get, and I'm like, no, I I don't know any of that stuff. I'm sorry, I just right? don't. Oh, like yeah. I wasn't part of that area, but I mean, I I know the basis of what I need to know and what to keep myself safe and kind of gun maintenance and stuff like that for, for sure. things. It's just kind of it's just kind of funny questions people ask. I'm like, no. It is. I don't, I don't know that, but I mean, that's cool. Google's there. Google is a fantastic friend. I love Google. Google oh, tells me everything I need to yo. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm talking to them while I'm driving to work, you know, uh, you know, I'm asking about whatever. So I had to look up what a mount site was. So, you know, what the <laughs> I've done that a few times on certain things, airsoft questions. Oh, yeah. Someone's like, you know this? I'm like, I don't actually know that. I think it's one thing we, we as humans need to learn too is like saying, I don't know. It's okay to say, I don't know. Like it's hundred percent. I'm a hundred percent okay with saying, I don't know. You know, that's. Like, let me find out though. Right. Something I learned in the military. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Let me find out yep. though. There's manuals. Yep. There's Google. I can find it somewhere usually. Exactly. Yeah, Absolutely. it's those questions you get from people, and even especially when it comes to airsoft. They're like, did you do this in the military? I'm like, no. Airsoft doesn't translate well to the military. You can't really send in some bullets and start yelling about someone not calling their hits in the military. <laughs> right? You know, it doesn't work that way. Call your hits. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's dead if you hit him. You know, these yeah. yeah. bullets, kind of the same thing that you mm -hmm. doesn't work the yeah, same way. That, there's a there's a couple things like there's a lot of things you can train on like. You know, with especially if you go to a meal sim, if somebody's never been in the military, no kind of like uh, tactical training or training with uh, weapons or whatever growing up, they get into airsoft, they start prepping for a meal sim. They have some friends that teach them and help them. They watch some videos, whatever. Uh, there's a lot of things that, you know, while they're on that process of learning of what to do at a meal sim, and then they go to a meal sim and they have that experience, they're like, they're way more, uh, I guess, uh, knowledgeable, closer to like military training than someone that never did it. But there's a couple things that don't translate, uh, like you're talking about. One is that I've noticed no. <laughs> is the uh, is aiming down the sights. Okay. Oh, what are sights? Uh, huh? Right. I don't. In I have airsoft? no any of my airsoft guns. <laughs> I don't use sights for anything. Thank you. Oh my God. I was. I, just, I was. I just oh, look yeah. over the gun, watch the BBs go, and I'm like, okay, I need to go a little higher. That's I need to go a little bit do. lower sometimes. 
just, there is uh, there's some exceptions. Obviously, you know, snipers like kicking yeah, Mustang or using optics for you know target acquisition because it zooms in. You know, it's like a monocular. Yeah, okay. Oh, there he is. But uh, <clears throat> you're really just you know following the BB and seeing where it goes and then adjusting. But uh, that and then there was something else that. Uh, but really the sights. I mean, that's probably the biggest thing that I noticed is uh, is you can't really like you can put optics on it or red dot, but it's not really you can't really cool. use it the way you it, right. <laughs> you can't use it I the way it's supposed to be used. The first time I had a sight on one of my guns, I played over at South Sound Airsoft in Olympia, Washington. It was one of those nice, nice sites. I bought it from one of the stores. Didn't actually use it. At one point in time, someone pointed out, like, hey, Tina, didn't you have a sight on your gun? And I'm like, oh, shoot. Yeah, I did. Never found it. About 30 to 45 minutes later, he's like, hey, where'd your rear sight go? And I'm like, did I just lose two sights in one day and not even <laughs> notice it? Oh, that's funny. God. I was, I, well, I kind of just, just fell down on the ground and lay there for a second laughing my ass off. And I'm like, I lost two sights in one day. Didn't even realize it because no. I did, I never used them. So I didn't think about them at the time. And it was one of those nice little clip sights that has a quick release on it. So it probably oh, caught yeah. on my gear somewhere along the way and was like, oh, right. He gone. It, it belongs <laughs> to the woods now is what happened. Exactly. It belongs to the woods. <laughs> <laughs> After that point in time, I put one or two other sights on it. It got shot out. And I'm like. That's cool. I didn't yeah. even use it. Didn't realize it got shot out until the end of the day when I looked at it. And I'm like, yep. It's always one of those things when it comes down to it. Yeah, <clears throat> definitely. That's uh, that's what I noticed as well. Well, I have a, I have a couple questions for you uh, because yeah. I was looking at your uh, – I was stalking your – YouTube channel. <laughs> um, That's great. I looked, at, I looked through some of your podcasts and stuff like that, and I'm like, oh, let's let's see what it's about and stuff like that. Okay. Well, good. We're fair then. Um, early on in your YouTube channel, you've had a YouTube channel for a long time. You started uh, you now, know, posting some stuff. Yeah, I had early some early gaming videos. Yeah, but my airsoft. Gaming. I didn't start posting airsoft until probably about two years ago, like 2000, right. like 2020. But that's right when COVID happened, so that was fun. Right. Well, uh, I wanted to know what um, a megathon was. Oh, so I, I had never heard of it. I watched that Penny video. Arcade Expo. So it's, it's a, it is a so Penny Arcade Expo back in like 2015. Uh, not sorry, 2005, 2004 did like an end of the end of the like event games where they have like. Tetris or super like really old school games that they have two players play against it and try to beat the other player out. And so it was kind of what that video was from. Now, did you go there? Were you there yeah, filming I went, it? Yeah, I was actually there filming that video. I think this one of my heart highest rated videos on my channel of just like, I think it's a fallout puppet one or is it the other, other one of actually them playing the game? I have to go back and look. Well, the, one I, the one I ago. watched, it was the second video on your channel. So the, uh, I think the first one is, like the other one you're talking about, but the, uh, yeah. the second one is the, uh, the pup, like when you panned the around, puppets. people yeah. had puppets on their hand. Yeah. That was one of the fallout games. I think that was, I was, uh, God, I didn't really know which fallout that was. Fallout I had to go 3, back and look. Maybe. I think so. Yeah. I think it was fallout three. They gave away puppets. Listed, yeah. They gave out puppets when you showed up to the game. They're super cute. I think I have mine somewhere around my room. Like, it's it's fairly old. It's kind of a cute little puppet they gave to pit layers when you showed up at the event. 
Now, how did you get into that event? Did you play in that event? No, I didn't play in that event. Oh, okay. I I actually, so basically you had to apply to get in. I did apply to get in, but they only choose like, I think 30 or 40 people to actually try out. And they had the tournaments throughout the whole entire event to the last one where it's just two players. So it was, yeah. it was racing games, shooting games, puzzle games. You had to go through and compete up to the final Omegathon kind of game there. But I've got, now that's I've all, it's all no. video games, right? There's no like yeah, it's all board video games. games. Okay. Okay. Nope. Okay. Yeah, it was all video games at the time for that event, which was actually really cool to see because they did Halo, they did Gears of War, whoa, Tetris, um, Super Mario, and a few different games. It's been a while since I've actually remembered what games they've played. Yeah. I don't know if they still do it for any of the Penny Arcade Expos, but I haven't gone in actually quite a long time. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, because uh, when I was looking at your channel and I saw that, I was like, I'm a gamer, like, from a when I was a kid, you know, my dad used to take me to a uh, an old style, you know, arcade room, and uh, <clears throat> I used to play um, Space Invaders and you know that kind of thing. Oh, and, I love that uh, game, Ga Galaga. You know, <laughs> yeah, my but, uh, my dad had a Pong. I think yep. we, yeah, one of the pong, old Pong systems well. back in like nineteen. I think was it like ninety eight. I'm I'm 1980 baby, so I think it was it was okay. around that time, and I think the only gaming system I had in my house was a Super Nintendo, and, I, and which sucked. My cousins had the Xbox, and I fell in love with Halo. That was probably my no, actually Counter Strike 1.5 was my first oh, first yeah. person shooter on PC. Yep. That was my first, and that and then we switched over to Halo, and I've been a Halo fan since the beginning. I love Halo. I have all the Halos. I have all the Halos on disc still. Like I have Halo Two, Halo Three on like CDs, you know. And you popped it in, you Me played too. it. You don't yes. have to download it anymore. Oh, those were the days when you didn't have to wait to download the game just to play it. Oh, listen, uh, my son, actually my oldest son, I got him into uh, Halo when he was like eight years old, and uh, I was a PC gamer. So coming out of the military, uh, I started building my own computers, like right when they, well, at least when I was aware of them, it was like 95, yeah. they were, um, they were in the, they worked in the computer field. We'd had LAN parties, so they knew how to like oh. install all this stuff or hook oh, up cables parties. to, oh, LAN parties. That's, Man, I have fond uh, memories of LAN parties. I do too. Uh, I, do I really, too. there's something different. I, I, I love the online play, the multiplayer stuff, uh, and chatting with people, you know, when you get online, uh, the way it is now, but I really miss being it. I don't know what it is. I think it's because we're all together, you know, and you can see each other right it's, here. It's a community thing, really. It's a community it really thing. Is. Into it. it really is. It really is. We have talk, 20 though. of us. We got, right. It was. And we, yeah, we'd play for <laughs> so many hours, but yeah, that was, uh, and then, I went over to my friend's house and he was like, uh, for a barbecue, I go over there and this was one of my PC gamer friends. So I walk in, he's got, he's playing this game on his, uh, just big ass TV that probably weighed a hundred pounds back then. You know, these, and, oh uh, yeah, I found my old computer <laughs> picture, big box monitor. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, Oh, so long ago. Oh my gosh. So it was vibrant colors, uh, that super fast action gameplay and i was like what is this he goes oh it's halo i said i've never heard of it but so anyway that was my introduction to halo the next week i went out and bought an xbox and started playing halo been a halo fan ever since and oh, yeah. uh and it was like right after it came out so my son uh who's actually on the channel uh chris 
he's a huge Halo fan. He's got a um, one of these giant, you know, uh, stands that they put in the like a storefront or whatever, you know. Oh yeah, I've seen like those. a full life size Master Chief or whatever. He's got that in his room. He's got all kind of little figures still in a box, like from way back when we first started getting all these things. You're mainly East yeah. Coast. Yeah, yeah we're in so South, we stay in South Carolina. Okay. And uh, yeah, so. I've been there for a line call. I think it was a firestorm over at the old mill. I don't know if that's the event you guys had gone to, is it? No, uh uh-uh. Okay. Yeah, we wanted to. But yeah, that was uh It's it's a fantastic it is so much fun that the warehouse they actually were able to use for the event is like it's it's great. How often are you gonna be able to play in an abandoned mall? I'm sure we've all walked to the malls lately last year, like, hmm, I wonder when I can play airsoft here because everything's going out of business or everything's closing <laughs> right. up small mall real estate is expensive and i'm like yeah let's play airsoft in the small guys for i mean real. what else are you gonna use it for come on yeah yeah the malls are uh, are going out all these events in these different you know old rundown hospitals or schools or factories i'm like prisons that would be as well yeah prisons yeah yeah i was talking to the guys at the task force podcast and uh and they said yeah uh one of our friends or somebody we know sent us a care package from the event they were at, at this prison, whatever, you know, game it was. Uh, it was some kind of prison. And I said, what'd they send you a shank? <laughs> they're like, no. I said, okay. <laughs> I'd be kind of worried if I got that in the mail for sure. You know, I was like, that's cool guys. You can, you can keep your shanks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't touch that. Without rubber gloves, you know? Yeah. Maybe a few things. If you found that in the prison, you probably should have left it there. You don't know what's on that or what it's made of. Oh, Jesus. What got you into airsoft in the first place? You went in the Army right yeah, after so what? Went, right after high school? No, no actually, I went, I went in the Army when I was 25, so way later yeah. in my life. I jumped oh, okay. in the Army. Didn't I didn't know anything about airsoft at the time. I was playing uh, Milsim, Milsim games online, so I was playing Arma. And one of the users was like, hey, I've, oh, I've yeah. done airsoft. I'm like, what is that? I'm like, all right, cool. So natural, you know, type it in YouTube. I found like Jet Desert Fox and Unicorn Leah and stuff and Silo and Novrish. And I'm like, okay, this looks, this, this looks like fun. All right. And that was right when I was I was getting out of the military at the point in time. It was like the up, the down days started outweighing the up days. And I'm like, yeah, no, it's time to go. Let's go back home. And I bought my first gun from Evike. And then I jumped and it was just kind of a, just, it was downhill from there and spending money. <laughs> so it just... I played one game, which is funny. My first game I played, I met someone online from Facebook that was local. I'm like, hey, I'm going to this game. I'd like to know someone when I show up versus sometimes because it's like it's a very, really male-dominated sport. So it's nice to have one person right. I could talk to, right? Get on the field. He runs off. 100% abandons me. And I'm like, oh, shit. This is my first game. First total game. Don't know where I'm going. Don't know much of anything at the point in time, which was actually kind of funny, though, because that actually worked out because... Him abandoning me uh, led me to a group of friends who I still talk to to this day, and I still go to Milsim West with as well. There you go. And actually ended up leading me to my husband, who I met through playing Airsofts. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so him, that guy abandoned me the first game. All worked out. But yeah. now when I bring people to Airsoft for the first game, I don't abandon them. I, I bring them <laughs> with me into the heat, and I push them forward using them as bullet shields. You should. <laughs> well, that's good, too. But I was going to say, you should, based on your story, you should abandon them so that they find their mate or their good friends in the same way. 
Yeah, but not everyone has, I guess, the, to- the same tolerance as I do of like being in a band. And I'm like, all right, cool. Because most people just quit. They're like, you know, I don't yeah. know what to do. I get frustrated. Right. Like, my goggles were fogging. And I'm like, this is miserable. Like, and I'm like, one of the guys like, hey, are you, do you know the field? I'm like, I don't know the field. He's like, all right, come with me. If your goggles fog, do this. You know, he gave me some tips and like showed me how to do this. And I ended up going to yeah. build some West with them for the first time, which was a great experience heading out with a group of people who are like, hey, this is what we need to do. And that's one of the great things about Airsoft is I run into the community of people who most of them will look out for other especially younger kids in the field or just right. people who are in- inexperienced like hey this is what we're doing come with us you know they'll, they'll drag them in and bring them with them so they have a funner time and especially right. when it comes to my local fields we some of my fields allow 12 to 10 year olds and we've had like we have two six-year-old and seven-year-old girls who come out and play on my local field like they're Yay high. They're the perfect height for like small assassins. I love it. Because <laughs> they will follow me everywhere. They're like, where are you, where are you, where are you going, Soda? I'm like, I'm oh, going up here. Cool. Like, like, okay, we're coming to it. And I'm like, are you sure? I'm going to go. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's actually really useful because a lot of times I can tuck them behind me. I'm like, all right, ready? you ready to pop out? They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because no one's going to shoot that low usually because they're no. so short. And so I usually, I'll push them up there and I'll get them some kills. And I'll usually, if I get hit, I'm like, all right, I'm hit. They're like, okay, well, I'm running away then. Oh, so that's I, I cool. Like, I love bringing new people in and people who haven't played. I like to bring them through and have them make sure they have a fun time. Because if you chase away chase away the new people first, so it's, it's gonna <laughs> die if, if you chase away new people for t- stupid questions. You know, we have all yeah. those questions. I think the Milson West uh, Facebook group is a good example. If you don't read the text, the tax op, and the question you answered is in the tax op, we will let you know. We will <laughs> let you know, quick and fast. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, you know, those, uh, those, those little kids that come out there, man, they're, uh, you know, the parents bring those little kids out there. I always wondered how do they find, you know, like master or, you know, iPro and stuff for them? Because I've talked to a lot of ladies that, uh, you know, they're smaller and they can't wear the, you know, a lot of the helmets and the, the face pro and all that. So I've run into the issue of, I, I've had to customize a few different things. Like especially my helmet. I've had to customize to get my helmet. The, the padding's there customized as well to fit my face. Luckily with goggles and at least the face, the lower face mess, the mash, yeah. I'm able to fix it and, and kind of get to where I need to do. I have, a, I sew as well. So I've been, I've been a little tactical oh, nice. in, back, in that background where I can kind of mix and match things to kind of fit my face a little bit better for my usage as well, which is a good background. Yeah. Kids okay. usually um, solid masks, solid dye masks are probably the best way to go about yeah. for younger kids because the mesh, the goggles and mesh don't always fit on their face because yes, skin they are tiny. Right. Yeah, I, I didn't know they made uh, those masks that small. You know. Yeah, it really depends on where you buy, and, and there's so many different buyers you can get from, and not everyone has the resources to buy many things multiple times, and that's kind of why my price tag so high is I've bought stuff and I'm like, this is trash. Why oh, did they yeah. buy this? And I bought another item. I'm like, okay, this is better. And then I bought another one. I'm like, okay, this is much better. And you kind of, it takes the time to buy up to the gear that you like. I think yeah. the most recent purchase I made was um, Amps Opcore, Opscore headset. Oh. So like Comtax, that sent me back about $800. <laughs> wow. But I looked at it as a purchase where I can use it for shooting real steel and stuff like that. So guns, like I naturally, I love, I like shooting live ammunition and stuff like that. So they're great headset, sound canceling. They're just, they're they're like heaven on my ears, really. (laughs) I bought some for this uh, Milsim. I I didn't end up using them because I couldn't make it into the building. But uh, I planned on it. You know what I mean? Like I had them. 
But I bought, dude, these were like, I think they were 38 bucks. Okay. You find some decent pair of, as long as they're noise canceling, yeah. that's all you really need. I'm trying to remember what the brand was, but they worked. I mean, they worked fine in the house when I'm clapping. Okay. <laughs> I didn't try them on the field. I didn't try them, uh, you know, when we go to the range or whatever. I just, I had just got them in like three days before we went to the uh, mill sim. I was like, wow, these things work awesome. I put them on. This is my first experience with them. And uh, my son has some. We, you know, I, we uh, shoot real steel all the time. And uh, I never use ear pro when, when we shoot real steel so i uh my sons do <clears throat> so they have those kind that you know like what you're talking about that are the expensive ones and you know whatever but uh i never tried them out they're like you want to try it i'm like no <laughs> so i put these on i put the battery in and i put them on and i start turning this thing on and i think at the the i was standing in this other room of, across the hall the uh, i had the door open the uh, dryer was going. We had clothes in the dryer. So I'm turning this thing up, whatever. And I'm I'm like, I think something's wrong with these. Like there, there's oh, no. some kind of noise <laughs> going on. <clears throat> and as I'm, ta I'm talking out loud to myself and I hear myself through the thing. And I'm like, I mean, I could hear every little detail of sound everywhere. And I said, what? Oh, it's amplified. Okay. <laughs> so then I clap yeah. uh, really loud and it just deafens, you know? Uh, I was like, okay, these are awesome. These are cool. Yeah, that was my first experience it. with them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got them recently and I was running, I was playing, I think I used them all day at AMS and at D14 in Texas. And so when I took them off, I'm like, oh, everyone's really quiet right now. This is strange. Because I was so used to being able to hear yeah. someone's voice. Because being able to communicate is so, so important when it comes to Aeroshop. Like, hey, there's a guy over there next to that tree. Yeah. Which tree? Thanks, guy. <laughs> there's like 20 trees out here. I think right? it's my favorite call out in the forest. He's on that tree. Okay. And which yeah. tree? Yeah. We're in, we're in the woods. Oh. That's great. That's a great call out there. Right. And so it was able to amplify, amplify the voice without him having to raise his voice or yell, especially when it, because I do, muscle muscle is blank fire. So having something that cuts off the blank fire is really important, especially when you're close to it. Because I think it was the last California game. I ran up on someone and I was shooting with him and I didn't realize he had a blank fire gun because it was dark. And I just go, oh, okay. I really wish I had my headset on for that one because it surprised me more than anything because it was really close to his gun. And they're very yeah, what loud. What do you mean? What, what, uh, who's blank firing? A Milsom West, you can have blank fire guns for immersion. Oh. Yeah. So they, they, ha so Milsom West allows blank fire guns. You have to go through a whole rigmarole of safety. They have to check all yeah. your mags, check all your ammunition and stuff like that. Well, sure. And so they have most, so either, either they have blank fire guns or they have blank fire adapters on their guns. So these they aren't, prevent. they're not, they're not actual player. They can't shoot airsoft BBs, right? No, yeah, no, 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 no. That'd be kind of neat. Okay, if they could, okay, that okay. Sound. No, they're they're more just atmospheric noise. Right, right. Oh, that's so what I was gonna fire, say. I've, I've seen that. Okay. Yeah, and they're what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to react to it. So if someone's blank firing, you don't just continue walking on a field at them. You know, it's react, right. move, kind of like, oh yeah, no, yeah. I'm getting shot at by yeah by blank like, oh, fire. Oh, there's cover fire. Thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of the reaction to it. It's yet again, in the middle of the night, 3 a.m., when you're sleeping, you're sleeping by, sure. you're just like nice and warm and fuzzy, and someone's blank fire guns right up to your fob. You're like, okay, I'm awake now. Hello. <laughs> right. Well, when uh, when one of the events these guys went to, when I was you know stuck in a house, I was editing, they brought all their GoPro stuff back and everything, and they had a uh, 
at one of the uh, games, I think it was a Stonebreaker one, one of the ones that I just went to, but a couple years ago, and uh, they had a Humvee there with a 50 cal that was shooting blanks. Sounded real, you know. I, I mean, I'm I'm watching this video, and because I'm you know I'm about to edit it, and I see this, and I'm like, and I have my headset on, you know, while I'm editing, I'm like, this is I haven't I haven't heard that since I was in the military. You know, that was my favorite gun to shoot. That and the Mark 19, uh, when we were in you know training or whatever, the the deuce was it. You know, the 50 cal was the shit. And when I heard that sound, I was like what they have a gun here he's like yeah they shoot uh blanks and stuff you know to make it more realistic i'm like this is awesome yeah oh, just yeah. the feeling of it just you're like yes i love everything about this right now oh, it's so cool i think last milsim was insurgency game um i think their company is called milsim technologies he's bringing more um blank fire guns thing he i think he brought oh, pkm wow. he brought a pkm i don't know i don't know exactly the mechanism for it but it was pretty yeah. much blank firing a pkm of like oh the God. sound and stuff like that it was fantastic you're like oh, yes i kind of like it cool. <laughs> it just it has a little bit of fire i mean bbs are great and all but the the sound of like actual blank fire is kind of more exciting yeah sure yeah that is cool yeah, it's uh and it was a, a full different experience for me going to this one uh you know f my first time hearing all that kind of in the background. I was standing I couldn't go up on the night games, uh couldn't go up too close, but um I could hear all that stuff going on, all the grenades and the blank firing stuff and the helicopter on Friday night, the uh chopper, they still had the chopper going around. Oh, the guy cool. was wearing uh it was full blackout. So the chopper didn't have a light or nothing. Oh, wow. And, uh, okay. I guess he was wearing uh, NVGs while he's flying, from what I heard, because if I anyone. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, you know, it was uh, anyone that flashed a light or turned their lights on on their, you know, to raise them up, they would, the admins would yell, uh, you know, turn your lights off. If somebody turned their uh, headlights on in the uh, parking, uh, um, in the uh, camp area, they had admins walking around there on Friday night to make sure no one. You know, blinded the <laughs> the helicopter pilot, but there's all you got the chopper going on. You got yeah. all these grenades. You got the blank firing fifty cal. You got I had an, another machine gun that was blank firing as well. It was it was really cool, really cool to be there. Atmosphere of like, especially some of these games. I I definitely need to get out a few to a few different companies that I've I've been looking to try to get out at least hopefully this year. We'll see how it kind of goes over with the things. I'm trying to take a small little break here in the summertime and then hit back up in the the more the winter time. Especially some of the either the southern states is like, right. I like I don't like Virginia. I was I did Fort Jackson and uh, Fort Lee, so I know that sweat that humidity <laughs> and i'm like i'm not interested in doing that again for milton oh, west yeah. or any milton airsoft events no thank you i'm i'm good i'll pass now did you you grew up in uh in the area you're in like washington state right yeah i'm in washington state i was born and raised here okay. i only left probably about 2013 is when i went to the military so it was in yeah. virginia texas south carolina germany germany was the best uh, by really? far yeah. okay yeah, and that I mean Germany is kind of cold, right? It's not like I mean, definitely it's not cold. cold, but it's not Snow. like it's not like South Carolina hot, you know. No, no, no. It, it definitely got warm considering well compared to the cold winters they have. So they're more Washington climate, but with more snow, surprisingly. Gotcha. Not as rainy either, though, which is nice. Yeah. Well, 
you know, Seattle is known for uh, just constant rain, right? <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. We do we do get a nice summer. It's nice. We we really appreciate the summer that comes out. We're like, oh, oh, that's nice. Okay, this is great. You know, <laughs> makes us appreciate the warmer things. Yeah, for real. But yeah, when you're not used to uh, not used to the heat and the humidity, like yeah, more months out of the year, you go to that. It's it's pretty brutal. Definitely have to prepare for it. I usually, I'll start drinking water many days before, but I'm, I know the heat, so I know what to do to get myself ready for that kind of heat. I just, it's not fun to play in. <laughs> I think um, Balahack for for Revelations, we went during the summertime and was like a few minutes out of the car, and I'm like, mm, this is going to be a nice hot day. You can feel <laughs> your shirt. Like when I got back to the hotel, I could just take my shirt off, and it's just soaked, and you just slap it, just... it on the ground. And you're like... It's hard so to gross. take your clothes off. It's all sticking everywhere. <laughs> it's just drenched. I'm like, oh, yeah. I didn't really play airsoft. We just walked around in the humidity and the heat. You're like, yeah. Yeah. So running full Milsim in one of those games in that heat. Oh, God. I'm not interested. <laughs> I'm 100% not interested. Unless I have to. And then I will if I don't have any options. Well, listen, uh, we've been talking for a little bit, but. Um... It's really great to meet you, but I do have another question for you. Okay. Uh, you're talking about you're a Halo fan. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, have you started watching the new Halo series? I haven't yet. I'm waiting for all of it to come out and then binge watch all of it in one sitting. Listen, I wish I would have done that because a friend of mine uh, texted me. I didn't even know it was coming out. A friend of mine texted me and said. Uh, and he's, you know, him and I used to work at GameStop together. So, okay. you know, big gamer or whatever. And uh, we've been friends for 15 years. He texted me uh, the night that the first episode was coming out, like an hour before it came out. I, I had no clue, which... Surprise! That's bad on Paramount's part because I'm on Instagram all the time. I'm on YouTube all the time. And I didn't see one ad. Like how did only, that? And I'm a gamer. Like I look at gaming things. I only how did knew that about not... it because of the Halo Reddit forum. That's the only reason why yeah, I figured out. That's someone what I'm saying. That, like, that, there was no advertisement. There's no push. There's no ads. I noticed. It's so I did weird. See, I did see it on Amazon Prime when I went on the other times. So I've yeah. seen it there, but nowhere else. Like not any area where they could find or actually reach me ad wise. I don't right. think they advertised it really well. I don't think so either. I don't know if that was on purpose or whatever, but he texted me and I was like, what? So I went and we watched the first. So we just watched the third episode a couple nights ago. But anyway, uh, as a Halo fan for many, many years when it first came out, I, uh, I'm i impressed, honestly. I've heard but a lot I'm, of reviews on it. Yeah, I'm a positive kind of person anyway. I've always have been. So... Uh, you know, I'm not real critical of movies or shows. I mean, I can pick them apart. Like, hey, this should have been done better. But as far as the whole experience goes, I kind of understand, like, yeah, I can understand this, why they did this this way or whatever, you know. But, um, yeah, anyway. So, uh, yeah. I should have I, – I thought they had all episodes. I'm not kidding. Yeah. When you texted me, I said, oh, okay. I went and got on the app and I started watching it. I'm like waiting for the next, you know, the credits come on. I'm waiting for the next thing like Netflix. Uh, nope. Disappointment. <laughs> what? And I'm searching like, okay, I did something wrong. 
nope. Uh, I thought, well, Paramount, their app is screwed up because they don't know how to do it like Netflix. I wish all those would just do it like Netflix, okay? Right. Uh, just let me continue no. watching, binge watching. I'm here Bro. to watch all of it. Just you give know, me all of it at once. <laughs> can you please just set up your shit like Netflix? I understand they're competitors, but can't there be some like uh, you know basics that you just put in there that are the same, <laughs> so we could all right. just across uh, the platform? I want to binge watch this, yeah. So I figured, yes, it's cheaper for me to wait as well. That's what I'm doing with the Mandalorian season. I think season three is coming out here shortly. I haven't started it yet. Yeah, Mandalorian's fantastic. Definitely. Yeah. So I'm waiting for Mandalorian to come out, and then I'm watch the Boba Fett series. So I did kinda... the first one. I did the first sec- uh, series or season, but I haven't watched the other ones yet. It's good. I really enjoyed it. So yeah, I'm waiting for too. all of it to come out so I just can sit down and just binge watch it on a weekend, you know, just get some popcorn and just watch all of Halo. Absolutely. I'm pretty excited about how they, the direction they took it. Honestly, I, I like the idea of a new storyline. So I mean, I've read some Halo books. I've, I've watched all of the campaigns. I've played all the campaigns. I've, there's there's so much Halo stuff you can take in. So I'm, yeah. I'm kind of glad they've done some new material for it is what I've, I've seen and whispers I've heard from Halo at least. Yep. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. That's good. So, I mean, hey, I'm pretty positive when it comes to things as well. Like when I'm looking, I'm like, all right, you know, I don't really listen to critics because not all the critics are no. thinking the same way I am. No. I'm like, if I'm here to enjoy something, I'm like, I'm going to enjoy it whether you, you don't or not. Like, if I like right. it, I like it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, you know, Halo fans are going to be, well, any video game, you know, that comes out on a movie or a show, whatever, they're going to be. You're going to have those critics that are like, well, they didn't do it just like the game or whatever. Like, yeah, but you, uh, did you like read the, book. the books? Like, you know, because that's kind of where, you know, because there's a lot of backstory that they're doing yeah. now that uh, and it, it hasn't even got to the point of where the first Halo starts yet. Like, it's not even, you know, so if you don't know that backstory, then uh, you're kind of like, what are they doing? <laughs> you know? Sit down and enjoy the ride, you know, just sit down and enjoy the ride. See where it's going to go. See where it's going to take you. It's, like, it's you know? visceral, man. It is visceral. I, I love the way they did it, but, uh, I'm enjoying it. So anyway, yeah, I haven't looked at any reviews on it because I know that people are just going to shit, you know, all over it. But, uh, you know, cause most of the time people scream about, you know, the most of what you hear is the negative, you know, uh, and most time people that are, are enjoying it aren't going to get on there and go, oh my God, this is so great. Like, uh, you know, you hear all of the naysayers more than anything. hundred percent, hundred percent. People who hate something a lot of will scream a lot. Everyone's like, Hey, I like this. You know, they're not going to go post somewhere like, oh yeah, I love yeah. this. I mean, a few people will though. Right. Most people, you see the negative more often right. than you see the positive on things. And That's mentioning humans. that. So why like it's what I do about my airsoft channel. I don't post cheater videos or like rage videos as much as possible. Thank you. I've, yes. I've posted I posted one short video. Oh, here we go. I posted one short video of a rental. I'm like, don't worry to the rentals. This guy, like, he can clearly see I'm shooting his shoe. Like, he knows it. Right. Me getting mad or posting about it online, other than just hey, don't rage at the rentals, is is not what content I want to see. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I started my channel is like, this is the content I want to see. I want to see the positive, 
positivity upside of Airsoft and stuff like that. So um, unfortunately, I was building my own computer. I was building my father a computer recently, and I had my hard drive, and it got reformatted. So I've lost all all of my footage, all of my raw footage from the past like two and a half years. Oh. Everything's gone. Everything. I've I went home. I went to Office Depot to see if they were covered. They're like, no. All right. I'm like, okay, cool. Let me send it into. I sent it into a data recovery company. Like, there's nothing here, and I'm like, you guys like coded me. It's gonna cost like a thousand dollars to get my stuff back, and you can't find anything. And I'm oh just my like. God. Oh, and the thing is, that was my backup hard drive yeah. of all it. So all of my footage from the beginning is gone. So I have no oh, raw footage. What sucked is I have all my I had all my content from Guardian Center already edited, already put together. Had all my scope cans synced up and stuff like that. Same thing with my Jet Desert Fox um, stuff. Yeah, it's all gone. Oh, it is I feel for you. All gone, and I was just like. I don't think I'm not really looking for an airsoft career in my YouTube and stuff like that. It's more of just right. kind of a fun thing I do for myself and stuff like that. But it still hurts. It's, it still hurts a for little sure. bit and stuff like that because our local arena, the Thunderdome, got closed because of COVID. 100% it's closed and never coming back and oh, stuff like that. The shit. business is already okay. rented out to someone and stuff. So right. all of that backup footage of just me and my friends messing around with stuff I hadn't posted is gone. But my lead on to that was I had. I probably had more than maybe an hour, two hours of just people raging at events like Milson West events, Lion Claw events, yeah. AMS events. People just like, you did it. I'm like, I have no desire to post this stuff. I have no desire to entertain the idea of posting it. Like, it gets the views, it gets the clicks. It definitely does easily. Yeah. People are attracted to that negative, negative sure. type. I love watching train wrecks. And I told myself from the start, I'm like, no. I'm not going to post it. I'm just not going to adhere to that culture, and that's fine. If people don't like my channel because of it, hey, there's about 500 other YouTube channels you can run to that have Airsoft content that oh, are exactly sure. the same as mine. Yeah. Well, everyone yeah. I've talked to, every single person I've talked to on here, uh, done a podcast with, if they have a YouTube channel, exactly the same thing that you just said has come out of their mouths. That's that's what they want to promote. They don't want to promote the, you know, they don't like seeing that. You don't like the fact that those negative, you know, videos get more views and get whatever, you know, gets pushed more and all that kind of stuff. But it's, uh, you know, I have not talked to one person on here yet that's had a YouTube channel that promote or, you know, put, I guess, you know, puts that on their, their channel. I need to talk to somebody that has a channel that puts that negative shit on there and, and see what you know, their motivation is besides just getting more views and trying to make money off YouTube, uh, you know, because they started out as airsoft players and they are airsoft players. Do they realize that they're, they're hurting the sport? Like, I, did, I don't know. I don't think they really care. I think there's, there's, good, there's proper ways to do it. There's proper ways to showcase this, showcase this behavior and be like, Hey, I get two different reactions from people. So why is this person reacting so negatively to what I have, what happened right. here versus right. what some people haven't reacted as negatively. It's, it's a hard balance finding people who criticize it properly versus people like, Oh, look, airsoft fight. Look at this kid. I full auto in the back because he didn't call that one hit. It was like, dude, calm down. Take a step away. If you're getting that mad about someone not calling a hit at the airsoft BB game, like I've, I've come to a point in time where I, I no longer care. I, I really don't. If someone doesn't no. call her hit, it's whatever. Whatever. I've moved on. Because there's plenty of times that 
I haven't called my own hits when it's hit my gear. It's hit something I haven't heard. I, I had uh, I started a, recording my footage on my my GoPro. People hit my GoPro more times than I care to actually know. Didn't call my hit. I continue playing like nothing happened because I didn't hear it. And of course, I didn't right. feel it because my GoPro. And I had no one around me to let me know, hey, so do your GoPro is hit. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. Thank you for letting me know. I'm going to move away. Another example is my dump pouch was getting hit. I was kind of leaning up against a pole and my dump pouch was out a little bit. Getting hit. Had no idea. My husband's like, hey, Tina, your, gun, your dump pouch is getting hit. I'm like, it is? Oh, shit. And I fall over and die. Right. And that's, I think that's the best way it goes about calling someone else's hits. If you know them, they're like, hey, by the way, you right. got hit. Right. And that's why I've, I've said the point is like, I can't be upset about someone else not calling their hit if there's hits I haven't called myself, which I wasn't aware of. Right. You know? That, that's that's, that's kind of rare, time. though. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's not the majority of what we're talking about for sure with yeah. those, uh, you know, the people that don't call their hits. There are some. I've seen those videos where, uh, like, these guys were showing me a couple years ago. Look, these guys don't sh don't, don't call their hits. It was an uh, indoor CQB field. The guy, uh, the video we were watching, I don't even remember whose channel it was. Uh, he was pretty far away. So he's shooting diagonally. He's on one corner of the, you know, indoor field. The other guy that he was shooting at. And the guy's back was sticking out. And he had a pack. Like, uh, not really a full backpack. But like yeah. a small whatever, you know, uh, some kind of carrier thing on his back. And that was getting hit. <clears throat> so the guy didn't even move. Like he didn't flinch. He didn't look like, oh, like, oh, I'm getting shot. He uh, he just, his back was sticking out. He was still staying in the same position. And he was like doing this in another direction, not even at the same guy that was shooting. And the guy that was shooting and filming was saying, look, I'm shooting him. And he's not, you know, I'm like, bro. You're hitting his gear. Like, how do you know he's not, like, he's probably not feeling it. Yeah, you, you, and that's the <laughs> issue with wearing gear is I try to minimize, minimize my amount of gear I'm wearing, but still have stuff that works for me. Because it, mm -hmm. it happens so often. But you have those, those there's been times I'm like, it's pretty up close. You're like, I know that I can see that by be seeing this guy. I'm like, you know what? Yelling at him is not worth my time. Like, I take it in. I'm like, you know what? I don't really care. I don't gain anything from winning airsoft games. And that yeah. was another thing. Uh, one, of my friends, one of my friend's kids watch my channel a lot. He's like, why does Soda never post who wins the game? Why does she never say who wins the side? And I'm like, does it really matter in the end of the day who wins? I gain nothing <laughs> from winning. I gain. It doesn't really matter which side wins, I guess, right. for me when it comes to certain games. like As long as I had fun. And if it's a competitive like Milsim game, like I'll definitely go. I go for objectives. I go for objectives based. I don't go for the right. kills or... Be like, I got 100 kills. I'm like, all right, it's cool. We still lost, though, because you didn't do any of the objectives Duh. when you're right next to the flag and you didn't change it, you know? <sighs> yeah. Like, you ran past the objective. Great job, though, on your kill count, but the game was eight flag domination or barrels or so forth and so on kind of thing. Right. And so I'll go for objectives, but if my team doesn't win, <sighs> oh, well. Those are the same people. Listen, those are the same people that play Call of Duty uh, back in the day, you know, Black Ops 1 or 2 uh, playing Domination and they're off on the sides trying to get all these kills and not taking points, okay? And we're like, bro, can you get in the circle, please? Because we're trying to capture this thing, you know? Like, yeah. we're losing. Well, yeah, but I got 100 kills. Oh, Lord. That's cool. <laughs> that wasn't the point of the game, though. It was a team deathmatch. It was Domination. Uh, yes. 
Mm. Yeah, and so that's where that's where it comes to my end of 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 the game. Is I I will not ignore objectives for kills. Yeah. I'll go for the objectives and I'll hold objectives and stuff like that. And then sometimes stuff stuff happens to me naturally. Naturally, like I'll see I'll see where I can move up. I can see where I can push forward. But my issue a lot of times I go I go really far forward and I get shot in the back with my own teammates. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> so many times I'm just like. Oh lord! It happens, and the great thing is, it's always like some young kids, always some rental that comes out. It's the first person they probably have seen. They haven't seen anyone else because they're so far yeah, back, yeah. and the, the first person they've seen is happens to be. They're like, "Oh, there's a person I can shoot." Yep. Ignore the the little band on my arm or on my back of my vest that says yeah. I'm on your team. You know. <laughs> Good job, dude. Oh yeah. And that was I'm just like. Oh well, it just it happens. It happens. You're gonna just shake your head and laugh. You're like, uh, oh, I'll get back up there. I'll get back up there again later at another point in time For in the sure. game. Well, uh, it's been really nice to meet you. You as well. I'm glad. Hopefully, I can make it out to one of the Milsom West games with you guys. Not even Milsom West, just some uh, Milsom Light game with yeah. you guys in the country. For sure, we're in uh, we're in the like northeast part of um, South Carolina. You know, Greenville. So. I know some of those events are uh, kind of south of where we're at, like towards Columbia. I think the one Lion Claw game I'm thinking about, um, it's like Firestorm. It's in, it's in the warehouse. I'll send you a link to it once, once we get off the call and let you yeah. know. Like I've been to it before. It's a fantastic warehouse. They did a great job. Like You didn't really need – it was like a narco versus um, – I think it was like multi-cam or cop game. It was, it was actually well done. Yeah, that's cool. Well, where uh, where can people find you on – you have a YouTube channel. You got your Instagram. YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. So I'm, I'm all over the social media influencer. Ugh, I hate that word. You're an influencer? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I hate that word with a passion. Do you really? Oh, my God. That's funny because uh, I did this podcast with uh, John from so Phil Auto Airsoft. And he – so I had – I met him through Little Miss Airsoft, okay? So I he tells Instagram. me – You know her? Okay. Yeah. So <clears> – <throat> He tells me during the podcast, he called her or said something and whatever it came up where, you know, because I asked him, how did, how did you meet Jess? Because he works with her uh, or she works with him at his, you know, store. And um, he says, yeah, uh, she's like, you know, well, she hates being called this, but she's like my Instagram influencer or whatever. And so I sent her right after him and I got done, I sent her a text and said, uh, Oh, you, uh, thanks for, you know, meeting or, uh, setting up this meeting with John so I could talk to him. Uh, you are a great Instagram influencer. She goes, I hate you right now. <laughs> I think oh, it's, it's great. It's tagged, it's tagged with a lot of negativity when it comes to influencers and stuff yeah. like that. And is when you get further up, you realize you do actually have an influence when it comes to people. Like I have a lot of people message me on like Facebook or Instagram, like, Hey, what field do you recommend? Or what gun do you recommend? Or like, Hey, which field are you going to? Or which vents are you going to? Can I meet up and like, hang out? And I'm like, uh, this is, Oh, okay. you you just want to hang out and you just kind of want to meet up with me and stuff like that. It's like, I don't really have a big following. I think my YouTube's at like 650 subscribers. My Instagram is probably, yeah. it, it's growing, but it, it takes a lot of work. I don't think everyone realized how much work like social yeah. media and like producing content takes. Yeah. Like, you can't just throw something up there and be like, this is good. Mm. Especially with airsoft uh, content videos. Cause yeah, it's a uh, really my, small niche. 
small niche and a lot of it is the same stuff and that was why i stopped right. posting a lot of my like um pickup game videos i'm gotcha. like who's actually watching these and enjoying it it's the same exact content over and over again for my channel it's just me shooting people yeah how how many more videos can you actually watch of me doing the exact same thing to different people within my stuff and like that. So I, I switched to more like big event videos and stuff like that, like Milson West and Lion yeah. Call and AMS videos because there's a little bit more content there because I have objectives and stuff like that. But posting YouTube content for Airsoft is hard. It is. Yeah, that's what I, I always tell people like when I'm talking with them on here. Uh, you can start on Instagram – and get, you know, a thousand followers in like a month, you know, uh, now go start a YouTube channel. See what happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like posting a grind. Pictures is, posting pictures is easy, but YouTube is, is a huge grind. And that's my main foremost thing I tell myself is I airsoft first and I YouTube second. I'm yeah. there to have fun. I'm, I'm not there to make content. If I make content, that's great. I'll do content videos. Like, I'm here soon. I'm asking one of my friends, because he has a 3D printer, so he's going to print me, like, one of the 3D guns. He plans on selling at Summer Slaughter, our local event in Oregon, put on by Spectec. Yeah. I'm like, hey, give me one of the guns. I'd love to promote it and show off the content and show that, hey, you can actually run an airsoft gun as a 3D printed gun kind of thing, yeah. you know? So I'll do stuff like that. And yet again, it's, it's pushing other forward, my friends' businesses and stuff like that, which is cool, cool for the other side of the being a social media influencer kind of thing. Yeah. But I don't, I never ask for free stuff from companies or message G and G or I love G and G by the way. I'm a G and G girl fan for guns. Okay. Hands down. LBX as well. I love LBX gear. I don't yes. ever message them and be like, Hey, can you guys give me free stuff? Can you sponsor me and stuff like no. that? And I'm like, no, I do actually have a partnership with Blue Bag Airsoft, though, with their BBs, which are fantastic, by the way. I love those guys. And, yeah. and they're a veteran-owned company as well. So it was one of those yeah. great things. I loved partnering with a veteran-owned company and helping their uh, – how to get out there and stuff. I just posted the podcast with uh, Austin. Um, yeah, I saw that. I'm like, hey, week. that's great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, cool cool guy. We just, um, we just ordered uh, T-shirts, the new season one that they came out with. And uh, they look badass. So I haven't gotten them in yet, but yeah. Uh, yeah, when I get them in, I'll be wearing those on the uh, on these podcasts. They're cool. I buy. Yeah. I have my sponsor patch. I put on my gear and run it out there and make sure people know. Hey, Blue Mag, these BBs come out. Your Blue Mag BBs. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, listen, Tina, it's been uh, really great to meet you. Uh, hopefully, we can do it again soon. Definitely, it was great having me. Thanks for having me out here. It's, it's been great talking to you. It's kind of a natural, nice, natural little flow to it. Good. I'm glad. I mean, that's, yeah, I don't, they're, they're, this is not professional. <laughs> We're just bullshitting about our experiences. I mean, my background looks fantastic. <laughs> it looks awesome. I love it. <laughs> we're, st we're still in the middle of remodeling we're, st we're still like in the hey. process of getting doors for stuff I, I understand it's cool alright until next time we'll see ya yep bye bye bye